Hello, welcome to the latest edition of I Roll, where we talk about Volvo cars here in the Americas. I'm Jim Nichols. And I'm Hannah Caton. Hannah, good to see you again. Good to see you too. It's not been long since I saw you last. Uh, it hasn't been because you and I have been doing a lot of different things around the company. And boy, have a lot of things been going on. It's only been about two weeks since our last uh, podcast where we've seen some very good feedback. Absolutely. In the meantime, we've added some new things to Care by Volvo. We have. We have um, new cars, in fact. Yes. Yeah, so right now, it's it's kind of exciting because almost every major car line that we have is now represented on Care Volvo. We have XC90, we have XC60, and V60 Cross Country. Those are the new cars that we're adding to Care by Volvo along with the S60 and the XC40. So very exciting times there. Definitely. It really opens up the service to anybody who would be interested. So they're not limited by range anymore. And, you know, Wexler and his team are doing some pretty cool things. Now they have a new app where the previous process was you would sign up online and then it would go to the folks here in customer care. They would verify your credit information, verify your insurance information, and it would take 24 to 48 hours for the insurance to bind, and then we could confirm um, the whole process. Now, through the app, they can go on, they can enter their license information, everything is pre-populated, they enter their insurance information, they know within a few seconds whether they're eligible or not, and they can complete the entire process in less than five minutes. It really is incredible. It takes, I mean, any sort of inconvenience that existed before completely out of the equation. Uh, it is definitely one of those cool things. And so if you see Wexler in the hallways or you talk to him on email or the phone, be sure to give him a thumbs up on, on the new app because I know it's something they've been working really hard on. Yes, hopefully he's managed to get a little bit of sleep. I know it's been an undertaking. So uh, By looking at him, it doesn't look like he's gotten any sleep, but... <laughs> Hopefully he'll get some. <laughs> so a few of our colleagues are in Nashville this week. Actually, more than a few for our customer service conference. Yeah, quite a few are out there. And I had the ability to attend last year. Unfortunately, not this year. But what I love about the customer service conference and also that team is they do exactly what they say they're going to do. So last year they talked about things like Tote for Life. They gave a little bit of a preview talking about Accident Advisor. And sure enough, it's all things that happened this year. Absolutely. All things that have happened this year and all things that are continuing to grow, and I think they have even bigger plans for in the year ahead. They do. And so they did celebrate one year of the insourced uh, roadside assistance, which has had phenomenal success. I mean, the the rates of escalations have significantly gone down. And then things like Tow for Life Accident Advisor, it's all about people that are in the Volvo family as customers and letting them know that we are there for them even when they're out of warranty or even when something like a fender bender happens that we have their back and I think that that's a very important message that's getting across to customers. I would absolutely agree. We were just in Banff, Alberta. Um, I think you got back Friday afternoon? Yes. And yourself as well. I think also we all Friday. just, usually it was surprisingly difficult flight times, but absolutely worth it from the view and, <laughs> and the people up there and everything else. Yes. And actually, I think we should hand it over to our colleagues, Matt Gerges, who um, leads our Canada operations, and Amanda, Amanda Ignatius to set the stage a bit for us. How's it going, Matt? Hey, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. We are in beautiful Banff, Alberta, looking out at the Rocky Mountain backdrop. That we are? Yeah, I think we, we had a pretty good day today. We had a great day. Yeah. It's fantastic. We're here in Banff for our Mall Year 20 media drive. So um, I came in today, but the team's been here all week. And uh, so far, it's been, it's been awesome. We've, um, we've given quite 
a bit of detail to the journalists. I think we have, is it 80 here? We have 80 journalists. We have 80 journalists. Yeah. We have 10 Canadian ones. Well, eight, eight, eight Canadian on this wave. We have two coming in uh, tomorrow. Yeah, so we're representing represent. the Americas here in Canada. And uh, it's been awesome. And the journalists got some uh, some great seat time uh, in our 2020 XC90 facelift. Glad they they got into the XC60 Polestar Engineered, and they also got some time in the all-new V60 Cross Country. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the Canadians and I think just journalists in general love the wagons, so I think we'll, we'll see some good stuff coming out of that. Yeah. It was an awesome start to the day. We got into the cars. We all drove off. Um, what did we drive down? We took, we a- took down Cross Country. Yeah, Polestar. we did. Yeah, Polestar engineered, disclaimer. Yes. Uh, that was fantastic. So we drove it through the mountains all the way to the destination we were going to. That e- was the Eagle's Eye Landing, I believe it was called. <laughs> Eagle's <laughs> Eye Landing. Yeah, and uh, we took a gondola ride up. There's wildlife signs everywhere. We didn't really see much wildlife, did we? Uh, I think we saw a chipmunk. Okay. So okay. dinner tonight. Yes. It's here at the hotel. And then uh, there's departures tomorrow, and then we have the next wave of media coming through. That's right. Yes. But that's it. It's been a, been a great day. I think the team still has a few days left. More journalists coming in tomorrow for the next waves, and um, I'm looking forward to see the results of all this. So it's uh, been awesome out here so far. Well, we're glad you could join us. We're really happy to be here, and we're so glad that uh, the U.S. team opted to launch all these products right here in our backyard. It's, uh, it's been an awesome experience. Yep, super happy to have the team here in Canada. You guys are welcome up here anytime. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful scenery uh, out there. And it's one of those things where you can't take a bad picture in Banff. Um, And especially with the cars in there. And and it really is amazing. And the coverage that we've seen coming in is really amazing as well. And we think about some of the experiences that you and I had um, in Banff with the cars. It was the first opportunity to drive the XC60 Polestar. And we had it out on a runway. We were sharing an active runway with para jumpers and with airplanes. So every once in a while, we had to stop for a biplane to land, or we had to stop when people in parachutes were falling in the landing in the middle of our um, test bed. But that car, the Polestar treatment on that car, I think is arguably one of the best Polestar treatments I've seen on any Volvo to date. Um, and, and we did hear uh, the journalists that, uh, that attended with us last week echo that sentiment yeah. as well. And it goes right up against the Audi SQ5, which they sell a lot of Audi SQ5s. And when you look at the specs, we have more horsepower, we have more torque, we have a better 0 to 60 time than the SQ5. And when you factor in the um, tax credit that we get as a result of it being a T8, the price actually evens out, or even in some cases becomes a little bit lower than the SQ5. So it's going to be a very competitive car. And it was my first opportunity at adjusting the Ulins dampers. And I was impressed with how much of a change that really made uh, in, in the performance of that car. So it, it really was fantastic. So you were there on the runway with the journalists as they were going through this course. What was the kind of instant reaction from journalists once they were able to make that tweak? Well, so on the highway, we had them on kind of a more comfort setting. Then we sent the suspension to be a little stiffer out on the uh, tarmac. And as a result, the cornering of the car was noticeably different. You didn't get a lot of roll when you when you did the slaloms. We also did a, an emergency braking scenario where they would get up to about 40 miles an hour, slam on the brakes, and steer around an object. There was very little body roll. And then I think what was most interesting is we allowed them to get the car up to about 80 miles an hour and then slam on the brakes to get a, a feel for how the uh, Akabono braking system was. 
And with the stiffer settings, it was amazing to watch. The car, typically when you stomp on the brakes like that, right, the car is going to pitch forward mm-hmm. a little bit. With the suspension, that didn't happen. Instead, the entire car just kind of squats. And so you got this incredible confidence in the braking system and the suspension system in the car. And again, I would argue uh, that you feel it a little bit more than you do in the in the V60 and the mm. S60 uh, okay. because of that height. It's, it's really an amazing treatment on that car. <laughs> but speaking of putting cars to the test... We also did something interesting with the V60 cross country, and I think it was your first time driving a Volvo up a pretty significant mountain. It was. Um, we, we had the opportunity to drive the V60 cross country up essentially a, a ski hill, would we call it? Um, and we were driving alongside some pretty intense mountain bikers. <laughs> we were driving. Yeah, they give pretty, pretty, pretty funny looks. Like yeah. these look like tourists that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they took a wrong turn somewhere. Yeah. Um, but essentially, we we sent our journalists and, and ourselves as well at certain points um, up this really massive hill up to the very top. Um, you know, the highest restaurants I think in Canada. Canada sat atop this hill. Um, we were at about 8,600 feet um, above sea level. So we actually brought canned oxygen in case any of the journalists were to have some sort of a, or, or us, were to have any sort of a reaction to the altitude. Um, but it really gave you a feel for how the V60 cross country can handle that kind of terrain. I don't know if you or I are ever going to find ourselves in a situation where we're going to have to actually drive our car up a ski hill. I don't live that exciting a life. Um, but it gives me great confidence to know that I could if, if I needed to. Yeah, it was about a 4,000 feet climb mm-hmm. in less than 40 minutes. 30. 30 minutes. And um, I had the opportunity to do this with um, some of our cross-country vehicles in the past, and it still amazes me every time just how effortless it mm-hmm. is. It doesn't feel like work whatsoever. No. Yeah. And, and that was the main thing that we wanted to show with the cross-country treatment on that car, mm-hmm. and, and the car did stunningly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had the opportunity to drive the six-seater uh, XC90, and that was something that on paper you hear, hmm, six-seater, but uh, that was a U.S. special. It was something that was asked by our, our American dealers. And when you see the layout of the car, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's the first time, too, that we would be able to use booster seats in the third row. So when you think about people that are buying the XC90s, which are mainly families, and now the utility of that third row and being able to use the booster seats in the third row and the easy access through that uh, middle area, uh, it really works very well, mm-hmm. and uh, I expect great things from that car as mm-hmm. it gets out into the market right now. As do I, and we we had the great opportunity to have T. John Mayer, one of our designers, with us um, in Banff last week, and um, not only as a designer, but as a driver, T. John really articulated the benefit of that car, I felt quite well, and, and it's not even just about access, it's about being able to separate your children, yes. if needed, into different rows. He said it's made a whole world of difference in his house since um, he's transitioned into the six-seater. His kids don't like poke each other on the shoulder right. anymore. It's much, much driving. harder to do that, and that was a, a good real-world yeah. uh, use of it. Something he'll take back to the design center. Oh, yes. I certainly hope. <laughs> Jim, did you know that September is National Childhood Cancer Awareness Month? I did not. Well, it is. And, in fact, our um, longtime partners, Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, um, every September timed with this month, um, hosts an event called The Million Mile. 
Um, the Million Mile is a, f a month-long fundraising challenge that essentially asks all supporters of Alex um, to run, walk, bike, um, to raise funds and awareness for childhood cancer. And we, as an organization, um, are challenging our employees and our retailers and our consumers to join in on this important initiative. So. You know, Jim, you and I are going to be lacing up our running shoes, our cycling shoes, and, you know, really logging as many miles as we can this week. Um, and Volvo will, in fact, match um, a smile for mile with a monetary donation um, to support Alex's. And, you know, I know a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are, are fairly new to the company, but just, you know, quickly to talk about Alex's and how important it is to Volvo. Uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand, of course, was founded by Alex, who was a little girl who was suffering from terminal cancer, and she decided to create a lemonade stand uh, outside of her house in order to raise funds for child's cancer research. And she had a goal of reaching a, a certain monetary value. Um, and as she was getting sicker and sicker, uh, she was getting close to her goal, but not quite there. And so Volvo stepped in and let her know and the family know that Volvo was going to close the gap. And so at the time, and even still now, uh, that was very important to the, to the people here within the company. And there is a portion of every car sold in the United States that does go to Alex's Lemonade Stand. And what Alex's does, and they don't talk about themselves a whole lot, but what they do is they fill the gaps. So it's the little things that people forget about um, with this type of, uh, you know, cancer research and cancer treatment. It's, you know, people that maybe they live in Connecticut, but the treatment is in Philadelphia, and the treatment will be covered by a grant, but the family will have no way of actually getting from Connecticut to Philadelphia, as an example. Well, Alex's comes in and fills in that gap. They find a way to, to, to pay for that so that the person gets the treatment. And the research that they're doing, that they're contributing to, um, using advanced technologies and creating databases for researchers to come together and kind of share information is really, truly incredible. And um, it, it really is an honor for Volvo to be part of this organization. So I'm thrilled that we're getting everyone out while the weather is nice and getting them walking and running and biking uh, to continue their mission. So we're in here recording on Monday. Did you know today is National Dog Day? I found out on my social media feed. As did I, actually, on LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> Um, and as always, the dog-friendly company, Volvo's here to celebrate in a couple of ways. Um, first, uh, actually with our wallets, which some would argue is the, the best way to support things like this. Um, we're donating $10 for every pet accessory sold um, to PetFinder, which is a fantastic organization um, and somewhere that I think a lot of our colleagues have actually found furry family members of their own. Yeah. It, <laughs> ever since we've been involved with PetFinder, every time that we have an event, I find another colleague that's walked away with a dog. Mm -hmm. Are you next? Um, probably. <laughs> I uh, so. Right now, it's a little bit of a dis uh, discussion uh, with my wife and I. Uh, I do want a second dog. She wanted a second child. Got the second child. Now I want the second dog. Um, so we'll see. And we always look to support this with our with our Volvo reports. And we had an interesting Volvo report that, that came out around the same time where we put stress trackers on both dogs and drivers. And we had them drive with the dogs restrained and the, with the dogs unrestrained. And what we were able to find is that the dogs were noticeably less stressed when they were restrained in the car uh, by about seven beats per minute of, mm -hmm. of their heart. Uh, the driver, much less stressed, where we saw almost 20 beats per minute 
less for when the dog was restrained. So what our research has shown is, of course, we know it's safer when the dogs are properly restrained in the car, but it's less stress on the dog and it's less stress on the driver. So, of course, Volvo is still the only car company that has pet accessories that tie into the crash structure, safety structure of the car. So we have some other companies that may rhyme with Uberu <laughs> that often talk about pets in their ads. However, we're still the only car company that actually does something about pet safety. And so right now we're donating $10 for every one of these pet accessories that's sold to Pet Finder. And um, it is a fantastic program. And if you're listening to this and you have a dog and you don't have the uh, cage in the back for on the XC60 or XC90, or you don't have our restraint for the seatbelt, call the guys over in accessories. They'll hook you up. It's an absolutely necessary accessory to have for the dog. And I think um, if you'd like to see some of this in action, you know, what these restraints might look like, um, take a look at our social media feed because I think over the month of August, we've asked our employees to take action shots um, of their of their dogs kind of, you know, seated properly in the vehicles. And there are some pretty cute photos floating around social. You know, I think it was interesting when we ask employees to take photos of themselves in the cars and put on social, no one ever wants to do it. But when we asked about the dogs, oh yeah, we got a ton of people that were perfectly willing to do it. Oh my gosh, of course. It's way more fun to take photos of your dog than it is of yourself. And, you know, another thing that came out of one of the research reports that we did about pets, hmm. most Americans would rather take a road trip with their dog than with their family. Sure. So I guess it just kind of all goes together with, <laughs> I relate. with, 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 with taking the photos as well. But we mentioned uh, National Dog Day, end of August. And of course, end of August also means... Back to school. Back to school. Yes, and and in time with that, I really just wanted to call out a really great initiative from our Umtanka committee, who continues to kind of bowl me over with with the fantastic work that they've been doing. But um, they recently organized a backpack drive, and something that you might not know is, or, or might not think about, I guess, is that one of the most devastating consequences for families who aren't quite making ends meet is the impact that that can have on a child's education. So, you know, if a family's struggling to get by, perhaps that their child is not going back to school with a backpack or with the proper school supplies, and that can really, um, you know, set them behind a little bit. So our Umtanka committee essentially said, we do not accept this. We are going to do everything that we can to make sure the kids in our community are going back to school with everything that they need. So they rallied the troops here in Rockley. Um, some folks in the field chipped in as well, donated more than 200 backpacks. And last Wednesday, um, everyone in the office came together and stuffed them with scissors, notebooks, paper, everything that these kids could need to go back to school. Um, and they are on their way now to kids in our community who are heading back to school, I believe, next week after Labor Day. I know, and you know, I read a, a story recently that on average people spend $700 on stuff for, for back to school. I believe it, and the list keeps growing. Yeah, and the stuff gets more complicated. So just having these little things, just a, a simple thing like a pencil, paper, and everything else, it, it really makes a difference. And uh, when you start to see the smiles, and it's always it's always fun to watch the kids in their backpacks on the first day, you know, stand at the bus stop and everything else. So that, that really is a, a great effort by that team there. Are your kids old enough yet to be wearing backpacks? Uh, yes and no. So they don't attend regular school, but he still has his backpack of which he puts his one toy in every day that he takes to school. Only the essentials. I mean, I myself still wear a backpack uh, in 
into work every day. I, I transitioned from the briefcase back to the backpack. So honestly, it's probably a little more uh, you know ergonomically sound than carrying you know with one arm. It is, but I do still feel a little ridiculous every <laughs> once in a while walking in on on two shoulder straps. Sometimes I want to do the cool like high school <laughs> thing on on one sh- strap, which I really shouldn't do. <laughs> nah, no, no. Who, who cares what people think? It yeah, looks great. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure people will comment uh, about my backpack when nah. whenever they see me. Nah. Oh, well, Jim, thank you so much. Another lovely conversation. Always good to catch up with you. Always a pleasure. A lot going on, and a lot more will continue to go on as we head towards our next podcast in about uh, a couple weeks. Couple weeks. Very good. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.